Today on The Girl Defined Show, Kristen and I are opening up in an honest way about the pressure we feel to be boss ladies. I don't know about you, but I feel like every message out there online is do more, be better, reach your full potential. You can do more. You can be it. You can be that woman who achieves this greatest thing. And we pull out even examples from scripture. Look at her. Look at what Deborah did. And we feel like, wow, the work I'm doing is meaningless. There are people that are way bigger than me, way better than me. And we feel like I am not the boss lady. I know Kristen and I have felt so discouraged, so down, so just like, why? Why are we even doing what we're doing? We don't have those numbers. We don't have those followers. We don't have that platform. Does the work we're doing even matter, even down to our families? Like, what what am I even doing? How am I spending my day? If you have ever felt the pressure to be a boss lady, I am going to share something. We are going to share something with you that will be so freeing and give you the freedom that you need to live for Christ fully and completely without that pressure. I cannot wait to share this with you. Hey, sisterhood. It is Kristen and Bethany here, and we are so pumped to share this time with you. Thanks for joining us. If this is your first time, this podcast is all about helping you become a woman defined by God in every area of your lives because God's design is so freeing. The one who designed us is the one who defines us, and that is what we are all about unpacking here. If you are an oldie, a sisterhood who's been around for a while, welcome back. Please pass this along to someone who hasn't heard about Girl Defined so they can grow in their identity as a girl defined by God as well. Okay, talking about this topic of boss lady, it brought back a memory of mine that is still a little bit scarring because I remember how small and measly I felt in this moment. And it's a story I actually share in our book, Girl Defined, God's Radical Design for Beauty, Femininity, and Identity. And this is way before the book was written, obviously. And it was early on in my marriage. And, you know, I was, um, I don't even know, oh, Girl Defined, we had just recently founded it. So we had just found a Girl Defined. It's a very small little ministry. We were mostly blogging. And I went to this financial dinner with my husband. He's in finances. And I remember I was sitting at this really big round table surrounded by people who, from the world standpoint, were very successful, you know, like multiple degrees and doctors and lawyers and all these financial gurus. And I just remember sitting at this table feeling so out of place. Like, what am I even doing here? I run a tiny little ministry. I don't have all these degrees. I felt very unsuccessful in that moment. And as everyone was talking, I was trying to just ask questions and not make the conversation at all about me, right? Because I was feeling a little embarrassed. And so at one point in the conversation, one of the very successful doctor, female doctor, she turns to me and just says, now, dear, what do you do? And I remember in that moment feeling like a little flower that was withering and shrinking because I didn't have anything to say that was going to be at all impressive to this group of people. And I remember just kind of saying, oh, I I just run a ministry for Christian girls and um, yeah. And I remember feeling so small and walking away from that thinking, wow, what was that all about? Like, I was literally struggling to even share what I'm doing because in the world's eyes, it's not considered successful at all. And I felt small and diminished. And it really got me thinking and evaluating my own heart, honestly, of like, where is my definition of success coming from? Is it truly coming from God's word and what he says is truly successful? Or am I getting it from the world and then measuring up my life according to what the world says is successful? And I know I'm not alone in this struggle. I'm sure many of you who are listening have felt that pressure, especially if you're younger, right? And everyone's asking you like, what's your 10-year plan? What are you doing for college? What's your career going to be? And you're like, I, I don't know. 
I'm not sure. I have ideas, but I don't know, right? And I remember feeling that, dreading that question when I was like 18. Maybe you're in that place. Maybe you're a stay-at-home mom or maybe you're working a job and you're just like, man, according to the world, I am not the boss lady. I am not successful. And you are feeling that pressure like Bethany was talking about. Um, We have both felt that so many times over the years. And in fact, even in other areas like motherhood, when I couldn't conceive, for years on end and struggled with infertility, feeling that pressure of even in that vantage point, like, wow, I'm not successful. I'm not measuring up. I'm not moving forward. And in fact, I share that whole journey in our book, Not Part of the Plan, Trusting God with the Twists and Turns of Your Story. If you, that is our latest book, by the way, if you haven't grabbed a copy of that or read it, I think you will be so encouraged if you're in a place where you're wrestling with what success is and what the next step is in your life, or maybe things aren't turning out at all the way you'd hoped. Maybe you're in a season of longing, of unfulfilled or answered prayers and you're like, God, what do I do? How do I move forward? I'm confused. Grab a copy of Not Part of the Plan. You will be so encouraged as you dive into my own journey of infertility, trusting God, Bethany's journey through singleness, um, as we invite you to bring your journey into the truths that God has for us, the freeing truths of what it looks like to fully trust Him with every step of our journey. You can find more information about that book over at girldefine.com slash trust. Also, you can learn more about our other book, Girl Define. So this topic of boss lady, I think it's something every one of us can relate to. Yeah. I mean, I I do want to say from the very beginning, though, that we're not saying like you can't accomplish a lot. You can't start a business. You can't like, you know, write a book, whatever, you know, because I know some of you are thinking like, well, in my eyes, y'all are boss ladies. Like you run a ministry, you run around profit, you've written five books and you're thinking like, okay, who are you to talk? You know, but that's not like what you do, how much you do. That's not really the point of the conversation. It's Mm -hmm. more the heart of the matter and why we're doing what we're doing in certain seasons why we're doing what we're doing um, and just making sure that our priorities and our heart is in the right place and that our ultimate desire as Christian women, knowing that we are daughters of God, we are redeemed women, we are going to spend eternity with God, we are here on a God-defined mission for a different purpose than the rest of the world. If we have that straight, our priorities will line up. Um, and I'm, you know, also be super honest and say, Kristen and I, we both have mentors in our lives, actually two women, they're different women, my mentor and then Kristen's mentor. But they're both actually, they are, um, you know, very hardworking, very ambitious women. um, And they, you know, they do a lot, but they have been such a great influence looking into our lives and giving us wisdom and input. So I just want you to know, like, we need that too. We need that wisdom. We need that input because our hearts are deceitful and we're prone to wander and to stray just as much as the next person. So we are very much on this journey with you, um, but we know the pressure we feel. And so we want to encourage you, um, you know, wherever you are. So I actually ran across this article the other day on the Gospel Coalition, and we will link this below because it's really, really good. And we'll also um, share it to Mm. our Instagram. So if you're hearing the first (laughs) snippet of this on Instagram, we're going to share it there. But it was an article written by Melissa Kruger, and it's one of the featured articles on the Gospel Coalition. And the title is this, Sisters, You Have Permission to Lead an Ordinary Life. This article blew up. This post blew up. I started seeing everyone I know sharing it, liking on it, liking on it, commenting. <laughs> um, I even reposted it. Like, you've got to read this. And it's kind of long, so I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I just want to read you some snippets from it. So here, the first thing that they share is just a bit of what all of us are hearing from the world, even from Christians. And it's the problem, the pressure that we feel. It sounds good, but listen to what it really does to you. So here's what she says. You're special. Don't let anyone limit your potential. You are made for more. Your life is up to you. 
exercise more, eat better, make time for yourself, cheer others on, give more, do more, try harder, run faster, change the world, solve injustice, start a nonprofit, lead a Bible study, read all the new books, maybe write one too, read the classics, make sure to vote, wash your face, (laughs) live untamed. And then she says, no wonder you haven't thought about what's for dinner. But whatever you do, make sure it's an all-organic, free-range, and locally sourced <laughs> nutritious meal. And I'm not I'm not going to read the rest of it because Kristen and I will go over a lot of these points just as we share. But when you hear those individual points, you think, okay, yeah, eat better, do more, change the world, you know, solve injustice, do all these things. It's like those are good things in and of themselves. But do you hear, do you feel the pressure mounting up? Like, wow, if I am just a single woman trying to serve in my local church, trying to make an impact, I'm just trying to, you know, host a gathering for singles or trying to encourage my girlfriends or trying to love my family. It's like, wow, I'm clearly not doing enough. Or if you're a mom, a mom like Kristen and I, and you're thinking, wow, I just feel really good when I, you know, put granola on the table in the morning and we all sat down and ate. Or, wow, I I made a home-cooked meal, but it wasn't all locally sourced and straight from the farm and I don't even have my own chickens. But, you know, it's, we, you know, we feel like, is that enough? Am I doing enough? And I think so much of the reason for that is this movement, this rise of women who are saying, we can do more. We have to follow our dreams. But here's the catch. We're being told what our dreams are. Mm -hmm. We're being told, hey, this is what your dream is. It's to do more. It's to be better. It's to work harder. It's to run a marathon. It's to write a book. It's to start a ministry. It's to create a business. And then we're told, now you better follow that dream because if you don't, you won't reach your fullest potential and you will not have happiness and joy in life. And so we're told what our dreams should be. And then we're told you need to follow that at all costs. And like I said, this is coming straight out of the Christian you know, world. This isn't just secular women. And I think it's so hard for us as women to put all of that pressure on our heads and say, like, wow, I am such a small worm. <laughs> like, <laughs> I am a little fur fly. And what does my life even matter? Okay, I'm home with my kids. Does that even matter? And so today... We're going to share with you straight from scripture what God says makes a successful woman, what God says, you know, he is calling women to be and to do. And it is so countercultural. It is so radically different from what the world is telling us. It is literally mind blowing, but it is the most freeing thing for us as women. We actually wrote about this in our book, Girl Defined, God's Radical Design for Beauty, Femininity, and Identity, specifically in chapter 10, Hardworking Women Doing It Right. We... (laughs) uncover incredible women who worked incredibly hard, but it wasn't according to the world standards. It was according to a completely different standard. And sister, this is freeing because when we are working as unto the Lord, when we are living for him, all that pressure to be a boss lady, to be the baddest woman out there, to be like, wow, I'm on the top. I am the best. That all goes away because we're not living for that approval. We're not even living for our own approval. We're not even living to chase our dream. We're living for something completely different. So if you want to dig deeper, grab a copy of our book, Girl Defined, God's Radical Design for Beauty, Femininity, and Identity at girldefined.com or wherever books are sold. But I just hope by the end of this conversation, a weight is lifted and you feel more free to love your family, to 
fully thrive in the season that you're in, but ultimately to live for the glory of God. Mm -hmm. I was talking to my mentor the other day and she was, we were having this exact conversation because she also has a ministry um, that's geared more toward older women who are empty nesters. um, And she just has, is doing some really, really great stuff. But she was telling me like, it's so hard because she has a podcast and she's written some books. She's like, when I look at the numbers, even, oh, check out the numbers on Amazon for my book, or I see how many people are listening to my podcast and the numbers are small. She's like, I feel this this almost like like failure like not that many people are listening to what I feel like is this message that God has given me to share with women and she's like in those moments I I sense this tension in my own heart of like should I even keep doing this does this even matter and she's like I I see my heart my heart focus going from I'm doing this to glorify God and to be faithful what I feel like he's called me to in this season all she has eight kids they're all grown um so she has more time on her hands now that she has all adult children and so she's like I I know this is what God has called me to in this new season at least for this time but when I start getting my heart focused on the wrong things about the numbers, about the growth, about the reach. She's like, then it stops becoming about me being a servant of the Lord and faithfully doing the work that he's called me. It becomes about me. I become the center focus of my work and my success becomes based on what the world says versus what God says. And so she she shared this phrase with me that I found so encouraging because as she's sharing, I'm thinking, yeah, I relate to that. Every time we have a new book come out, every time we launch a course, every conference, it's like, oh, the pressure you feel to measure up even to other Christian women and what they're doing and their platform, their following, their book sales, their conference attendees. It's like, I feel the same weight and pressure and then almost the same discouragement if I'm using that measuring tool um, rather than keeping my heart focused on, I am a servant of the Lord. God, help me to be faithful in doing the work that you've set before me. So she shared this phrase with me and it has stuck with me to this day. And I want to share it with you because it is really true. She said, as Christian women in this modern day and age of boss ladies, are we brave enough to be small? Are we brave enough to be small? And what she was getting at is think of the life of Jesus, right? He came to serve, not to be served, to serve, to give his life as a ransom for many. He is our Christ, our Lord. He is the one we're following, the one we are called to um, to grow into Christ's likeness as God transforms our heart. He wasn't about the following, about the numbers, um, necessarily about the reach. I mean, he turned people away often by saying things that were true, that offended sinful hearts. And, and often, Oftentimes he was small in what our world would consider small, right? And she's saying, as Christian women, are we brave enough to be small, to follow our Lord and Savior, whether that looks like taking care of our children at home, doing work that nobody ever sees, that nobody even says thanks, you know, for the work we're doing, whether we have a very tiny following on social media from the world standards, or whether we have a bigger following Whatever it is, are we brave enough to be small? Are we willing to follow God and build his kingdom? And that resonated with me because as she was sharing, I was thinking, wow, so much of my focus has been on bigger is better, right? And I think we all buy into that lie, no matter what it is. Bigger is better. Bigger is better. And we're always striving after bigger, 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 because that's better. But is that what God is really calling us to as we look well, in scripture? As you're talking, I'm thinking that's so true. Bigger <laughs> lips, bigger eyes, bigger <laughs> hips, bigger everything. You can get implants everywhere because bigger is better to an extent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. I mean, even physically. And yeah. from the house we have, like the yes. car, bigger expensive car, bigger house, bigger boat. It's like bigger is better, but that is not what our Savior modeled for us. That is not the life that he lived. That's not the life he did 
didn't select a thousand disciples. He select、mm. selected twelve. You know, I mean, he wasn't bigger, wasn't better in that sense. And so, I think as women, we really have to evaluate our heart. Am I buying into that lie that bigger is better and that's my bullseye, that's what I'm aiming for, or am I looking at the life of my Savior, looking at what God defines success is? And we're going to read off some things in a minute from Scripture.、Um, Are we willing? Are we brave enough to be small? If that is where God is leading, if it is a very small life that we are serving the Lord,、um, worshiping Him, being faithful to what He's called us to, are we okay with that? Like, are we really okay with that? Because we should be, and that is the tension I feel in my heart. And there are days where I don't feel like that's enough. I don't feel like it's okay. I believe the lie that bigger is better, and so God is continuing to work and rework in my own heart to say, it's okay to be small. Just be faithful. Faithful is what I am calling you to. And here's the deal: as we look out at what success is for today, this is also something we share in our chapter、um, in Girl to Find Hardworking Women Doing It Right. Because, like the chapter says, we are not saying, and Bethany said this earlier, that we should not be hardworking women. God is not calling us to be lazy women, to be women who have no ambitions, women who have no goals, women who just kind of float around from day to day knitting socks. Like that's not what God is calling us to either. Because when we open up His Word and we look at the life. Of some of the women, the godly women in Scripture, we see women who worked very, very hard, often sun up to sun down, but they weren't serving themselves. They weren't focused on building their kingdom. Over and over again, we see that they were focused on building God's kingdom and serving others with whatever platform God gave to them. And so, as women today, yes, we want to be hardworking women. Hard work was what God gave to Adam and Eve before sin entered the world. Hard work is a part of God's design for us; it's good for us. But if we chase after the standards of success by society, society standards for today, then we will be chasing an ever-changing standard. And that's something we talk about in this chapter. Hardworking women doing it right and girl defined. We talk about the ever-changing standard because think about it: what was success? A couple thousand years ago, for women, <laughs> is it the same as it is today? Absolutely not. I mean,、so、think、true. way back then. It's like childbearing, bearing sons. Think in the Old Testament, right? Like the epitome of a successful woman was one who could carry on her line. But worldly, not this is not biblical. This is what the world says、right. is a successful woman. So that's interesting. It's like. Yeah, we read about that in scripture, but we know that wasn't what God was saying. Right, right. But women were cha- they were finding their identity and、yeah. their version of success in the amount of children they could have. And I mean, think of Rachel in Genesis thirty, chapter thirty, verse one. She literally says, "Give me children, or I shall die." Like the idolatry, and so that was success then, though. But clearly. Today we all know that's not the measure of success for women. It's not about how many children you can have. It's a different <laughs> bar, right? And the bar is so often this boss lady, this go big or go home, becoming、um, a big influencer. Even if you're a stay-at-home mom, you better have that side business. You better、Same. have that entrepreneurial、um, bent. You better be starting some course. You better creating be creating some ebook that you can sell. I mean, it's literally like even if you're like I am a content mom raising my children, it's not enough, right? It's never enough. There's always something more we could be. Doing in our church is serving more, going bigger, but it's a changing standard, and so that is the point that if we're chasing after the standards of society or even the standards that we might feel in a Christian circle, but it's not rooted truly in what God says is successful, then we're going to be exhausted, and、mm-hmm. I think we all feel that.、Yeah. Wouldn't you say like that? Just exhaustion? Oh, for sure. And you know that's like the tension I feel because I genuinely. Love like the entrepreneur life,、mm-hmm. like I love it.、Mm-hmm. I'm energized by it, just as like a just a part of kind of like my like 
making, you know? And that's the thing. If you look around and you look at all the women, you know, God created the body of Christ. We're very different. It says like, you know, if everyone was a hand, what would the body of Christ be? You know, we Mm -hmm. all have different gifts. We know that God has gifted us differently. We know that God has, you know, put natural desires in our hearts. Just kind of like, you know, I think of um, my sister, younger sister, Alyssa, who, you know, married a missionary and lives halfway across the world now. But I remember she always at church loved to volunteer in the nursery. And then I I know our sister, Susanna, she she just, it was really hard for her to volunteer in the nursery. She wanted to volunteer with the kids who were like 10, 11, 12, where she could chase and run and have fun. And it just, even them looking at them like, wow, Alyssa just, she could just rock those babies and hold them for hours. And she just was in her dream world. And Susanna was like, please give me someone I can interact with, someone I can communicate. Like I want to serve, but is there a way I can do, you know, so just even a simple example to show like, wow, just naturally we do have different makeup. We are different. And that's a beautiful thing. But the core of our heart, what we see in scripture, is that the driving motivation for what we do? And in our book, Girl Defined, we have something we call the roadmap to God-defined womanhood, the roadmap to God-defined success. And we list off basically what God shares with us that is passes generations, that passes cultures, that passes time. It is not confined to one time period. This is something that is relatable for us today. And there's a ton in there. So I'm just going to read you some of the some of the scriptures that we point out and what God says makes a woman successful. So first off, in Proverbs and in Titus and just in Scripture, we see a lot of different um, specific callings for women. And so I'm not going to list every reference because that would be a lot. So I encourage you to grab the book. Or if you're not following us on Instagram, we literally share all of this stuff on Instagram as well. So please go follow us at Girl Defined so that you can um, so that you can see all of this. But here are some of it. She fears the Lord. That's one of the big ones, Proverbs 31, 30. You know, it says, charm is deceitful and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. A woman who worships the Lord, a woman who says, God, you are my everything. You are the number one reason that I exist and am here. That is the foundation. A woman who loves the Lord. That is what God is calling us to be. A woman who speaks words of wisdom. A woman who welcomes hospitality. Wow, that is not something I feel like our, unless it's, you know, the freshly farm cooked eggs and, you know, everything perfect, <laughs> but just welcoming hospitality with what you have. She teaches with kindness. She takes great care of her home and family. And we have scripture references with all of these so you can see for yourself. She loves and respects her husband. She loves her children. She's not lazy or idle with her time. So you see there, God's not calling us to just sit around and do nothing. He has very specific things that he says, this is what I value. This is what you're called to. She works really hard morning until night. She's respectful in her behavior. She mentors younger women. She's self-controlled in her words and actions. She pursues purity in every area of her life. And we have much more. The list goes on. But I think these verses, which we have references to all of these, these are pulled straight from scripture. These verses make it clear that God-defined success isn't measured by how much money we make, how many degrees we've earned, how prestigious our career, how big we've grown our ministry, how many kids we've had, how large our house, or how fancy our car. I think it's so clear that God's God's standard for success is based on the condition of our hearts. He's looking for women who share his vision for womanhood, value the things he values, and pursues the things he loves. And so as women, we can put all of the pressures we feel aside, go to scripture and say, what are God's specific callings for me as a a woman? And then we can even take it a step deeper and say, just 
you know, not even as women, just as Christians, as sons and daughters of God, what are we called to? And we know that we are called to love the Lord our God with all of our hearts, with all of our souls, with all of our might, with all of our minds. We are called to love God. We are called to point others to Him. We are called to make disciples. That is the most important thing, to know God, to make Him known. And that is something that can span all of time, all of culture, all of generations. That's something we can do as a single woman, as an engaged woman, as a married woman, as a widowed woman. That's Those are things that we can do no matter what. And in our book, um, actually not part of the plan, trusting God with the twists and turns of your story, which you can grab at girldefined.com slash trust. Kristen and I open up about the different seasons of our life that we went through. Her getting married, not being able to conceive, me not being married and feeling like, well, I don't even have the opportunity to have kids for crying out loud, you know, and how we were able to walk through and live for God and thrive in those seasons even not having things that, you know, scripture says, like, these are beautiful things. And so we unpack how that kind of works out. So if you're like, I'm a single woman, I don't have a family, or I'm a married woman, but I haven't been able to have kids, or I do have kids, and I'm really just like run down, we really walk you through that um, in not part of the plan. So I really encourage you to grab a copy at girldefined.com slash trust. But those, those, um, the roadmap to God defined womanhood, I really, really encourage you to read about that in our book, Girl Defined, to dig in, um, to look up the scripture references for yourself. I'll link the book below because I know that that will just be so freeing for you to dig into scripture for yourself. Mm-hmm. So I think in closing, the the exhortation that we want to present to you that we are challenging our own hearts with, that God is convicting us of, is rethinking what we value and really taking some time to even journal and take some time to read Titus and Proverbs 31, Titus 2, and just see that list for yourself of the things that God is specifically saying to women. You know, there aren't a ton of passages in scripture where God is speaking directly to women, like verses that are exhorting women and what God says is valuable, the way we should live, the way older women should train younger women. But when God presents those passages to us, we should like listen up because he's speaking directly to us. And so I would encourage you to take some time to really read those passages and examine your own heart and pray and say, God, where are my priorities? What am I valuing? Where is my definition of success coming from? And ask God to to open your eyes to blind spots you have, maybe a version of success that you have adopted that you don't even realize is there, but you're chasing after it. And you don't even realize that your goal is something that's based in a worldly version of success. Um, You're at the center of that goal. Christ isn't at the center and asking God to open your eyes to those blind spots. But in order to do that, you're going to have to slow down a little bit. (laughs) And I know that's something I struggled to do to even just have margin, right? Moments of quietly sitting with my Bible open, um, giving room for my heart to even be quiet for me to pray and feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Um, As believers, we have the Holy Spirit who is our helper, who intercedes on our behalf, who convicts us. But if we're never slowing down, if we're never quiet enough, even if you're a young mom with lots of kids and maybe they're keeping you up all night, like asking God, God, help me to find even just a pocket of time where I can be still before you and examine my heart, examine my motives and rethink what I'm valuing. There is so much freedom for us as women who follow Christ to walk in the calling that he has for us, regardless of our season, our stage, our age, if we are pursuing him wholeheartedly, if our goal, our bullseye is in everything we do, whether it's big or small, if our heart is God, like Mary said, the mother of Jesus, Lord, I am a servant 
of you. Let it be done to me according to your will. That should be the cry of every one of our hearts, right? God, I am your servant. My life isn't about you, about me. My life (laughs) is about you. My life focus should be about serving you and glorifying you, building your kingdom. However you see fit, whatever you've presented in front of me. And God, if I'm building my kingdom and I may be blind to that, help me to see that so I can change, so I can rethink what I value, so I can make sure my priorities are the priorities that you share with me in scripture. The the list that Bethany shared, what is true success, God? Help me. So I just want to encourage you to think maybe over this next week, when could I sit down even 20, 30 minutes quietly with my Bible, with my journal, praying before the Lord and rethinking my priorities? I want to read a quote to you in closing from C.T. Studd. Um, an incredible missionary of the faith. And I think um, this specific quote um, really sums up everything that I'm trying to say. And I'm trying to look it up so I don't, you know, botch it. But I think this is, there we go. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to, you know, <laughs> mess up the the beautiful words. Um, but basically, he says, only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. And it goes on to talk about, um, you know, when I'm dying and I'm before the Lord, what will really matter? And so I want you to think about that for yourself. You only have one life and it truly will soon be passed. Like in the blink of an eye, you know, it will be passed and only what's done for Christ will last. It's hard to think about eternity. It's hard to think that we won't be here forever, but that's the reality. And so, If you today are just like, wow, I'm going to choose to spend time with the Lord, or I'm just going to choose to be an encouragement to someone, send them an encouraging text, um, send a scripture verse to someone, or choose, you know, ask the Lord to give me patience with my family. Those are the sorts of things that last. That's the character, the heart, the things that will make an eternal impact. So we just want to encourage you on that note to remember only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. I encourage you to grab a copy of Girl Define, God's Radical Design for Beauty, Femininity, and Identity to uncover and unpack God's true, freeing, radical design for womanhood. Reject the lies of our culture. Embrace God's truth. And this book takes you to scripture and walks you through that. You can find a copy at girldefined.com or wherever books are sold. Again, it's Girl Define, God's Radical Design for Beauty, Femininity, and Identity. We would so appreciate if you would share this episode wherever you're listening to it. Please like please, every time you listen, give us a five-star review that really helps bump this up in the rankings so that other people find it. And you can leave a five-star review more than once. So just tap that five-star button, write a review if you have time, but seriously, it makes such a big difference. So please, 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 please go do that so other women can hear this and find freedom themselves. Thank you so much for listening, Sisterhood. We will see you next week.